Hello and welcome back to another episode of Out of Our Own End Zone. Today we have on guests from the Barely Educated podcast to talk about the offseason so far of the Chicago Bears. Guys, please take a second to introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm uh, Chris Teichler. I am a uh, Chicagoland-born uh, Bears fan that's now uh, uh, residing in Kansas, and uh, I'm grateful to still be able to follow my beloved Bears. Uh, I got hooked as a Bears fan when I saw him in the Super Bowl as a little kid, and uh, been miserable ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Chris, I'm a miserable Bears fan as well. My name's Mark, and I'm also a Chicago area transplant now in Louisiana, so what a time to be alive. We can do all this without actually being local. Yeah. So. All right. Starting off, what are your thoughts about the Bears drafting Justin Fields and signing Andy Dalton for the upcoming season? Uh, well, the, the latter filled me with no shortage of angst and rage at the time, and the former saved my life. No, uh, Justin Fields has excited the fan base like I think nothing I can remember, maybe the Jay Cutler trade, but I think a lot of us were like, wait, why is Denver getting rid of him? <laughs> and uh, when it seemed like it was just going to be Dalton and Foles in the QB room for like 17 million total, it was, it was pretty depressing. But now I think Dalton's done a, a really nice job coming in and mentoring fields. And I think, um, I think he's actually probably a pretty decent fit as the placeholder, hopefully from not too, too many games. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I've, I feel the same way. Although today I did see Andy Dalton did have a, uh, a, a moment today where he said, it's, it's my turn now, or it's my year right now. Uh -oh. uh, just like, uh, don't uh, go full it, Glennon. So Mike Glennon. Yeah. Uh, but so up until then I thought, yeah, okay, this, this could work, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I would agree. The last time I was this excited about a quarterback coming to the bears was Cutler. Uh, but this is a little different in the sense that Fields is going to be homegrown. You know, he's he's going to be, um, you know, bear from day one, and hopefully it works out. And he's a great player for his career. And I I still can't believe that the Bears got him. I mean, we Mark and I were talking about, um, you know, who in the second round might be available or worth taking a taking a chance on with a second round draft pick. And then, you know, all of a sudden, draft night day, uh, the first day of draft night, we're seeing the Bears trade up to 11 and oh my gosh they're going to get either Fields or Mac Jones please be Fields please be Fields <laughs> and it was Fields and it was just stunning yeah when Carolina and Denver passed on him yeah and it was like wait a second we have a shot at this we better go up and make it happen and then they actually did it it's weird too because like the Bears don't very often do exactly what we want and now it's like, well, if this doesn't work out, how am I going to be critical about it? This is actually what I wanted, you know. So, but it's exciting. I mean, I don't know if you saw it today, Chris, but the the training camp videos because the Bears were actually in pads at Soldier Field, so there was a crowd ish, and uh, Fields like his first play with the pads in the on in the eleven on eleven drills is like a handoff, and people are like, yeah, Fields, go Justin. There's those Bears fans. Yeah, that's right. Yep. He has uh, definitely energized uh, what would have been a fairly mediocre offseason. Uh, when Bears signed Dalton, I was like pretty confident because my friend was a Bears fan. It was funny, but I was like, I, I told him, I was like, I think they're just going to use him as, as a um, role player to be and then, like draft a quarterback. 
and then like that's what they did. But yeah. going in, I thought they were they I thought they were um pegged for like Davis Mills because it just seemed like mm-hmm. a very Chicago Bears thing to do. <laughs> I was thinking Monder Mills, right? Like that was the the main sort of second round name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I was thinking Kellen Mond, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fields. What are your thoughts on um Nick Foles going into this season i know since indianapolis needs a qb now kind of like rumors that he might go there what are your thoughts on nick Foles? uh we'll trade him yesterday (laughs) 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 what's he doing on the roster still when when he knows frank reich and surely carson wentz would just love to have nick Foles back as Uh his backup (laughs) but yeah trade him absolutely trade him and it seems like uh, he wants them to. Like in his press conference yesterday, he was kind of, you know, presenting himself like, "Hey, you saw what happened the last time I was with Frank Reich four years ago." And like, wow, could he be any more subtle that he wants to be traded there? And I'm uh, 32, and I've never been better. Yeah, that, that in was, mind, it was really weird. The press conference was goofy. Yeah, I, you know, we thought maybe last year um, he could be a, a, a step up from. Trubisky and people were kind of waiting to see if the switch would happen and it did after uh, you know one mistake by Trubisky, bad mistake granted by Trubisky but clearly Nagy wanted wait. to yeah Nagy couldn't get him in, wait to get him in there either and then you know they rattle off a comeback win against the Falcons it's like wow here we go the Bears are finally going to click on offense and then no <laughs> although he did beat Tom Brady again so we got you know, maybe it's kind of his special skill <laughs> right exactly terrible fit for the bears o-line too you can't have a guy that unathletic behind this o-line moving to the running back room uh what are your thoughts this year on david montgomery he's obviously their star and then uh tyree cohen or any other running backs you want to mention well uh david montgomery i think will be have a uh uh a good season this year as long as the offensive line is functional I don't think they have to be a great offensive line for uh, for them to or for Montgomery to be productive. Um, the what I don't see is the Bears' offense relying on him for like 20, 25 carries a game. I don't think they're going to be that kind of offense. I don't think Matt Nagy wants to be that kind of offense. But Montgomery, uh, he's he's quick and he's good with uh, yards after contact. So um, I think he'll be. Uh, productive in that sense and uh, hopefully better at catching out of the backfield and I think he showed that last year Nagy said the other day he wanted to get him 20 touches so that's like what 17 carries and three catches kind of stuff not 20 touches I believe not 20 carries but yeah yeah that's what I'm saying like overall that I think makes some sense I'd like Nagy to actually stick with that for once Um, Montgomery might be one of the more underrated players in the entire league actually he was fifth in total yards from scrimmage last year on a trash offense if they get much better QB play that opens things up for him he's very good yards after contact and he worked on his speed so we'll see you know it's kind of the whole everyone's in the best shape of their lifetime of the year the running back version of that is worked on their speed. <laughs> so he's got some stuff to prove on that, but I think he's really good. I think Cohen coming back will help if they use him right, uh, which key. is a pretty huge asterisk. And then Damian Williams is a really underrated player. I thought you could have actually made a case for him 
I'm not saying he was, but you could have made a case for him as a Super Bowl MVP two years ago on the Chiefs. Um, and he's looked really good in camp. So that's actually a pretty deep room for the Bears. One of the one of the better ones in the in, in on the roster, I think, position groups. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think you could say that um, Montgomery is pretty underrated. Just looking at his stats. Mm-hmm. What do you think about their receiving room, which uh, outside of Allen Robinson is kind of uh, wait and see. Well, A-Rob, of course, is great, as you mentioned. He's, he's the sure thing. There's no questions on him. Please resign him if it's not you know, going to cost you $30 million a year or something ridiculous. And uh, Darren Ar- Darnell Mooney uh, is certainly an up-and-coming player. Had a really nice rookie year at a position where rookies usually aren't that great. And then they added a ton of speed in uh, Demir Bird and uh, Marquise Goodwin both of whom are getting a lot of good press in camp for whatever that's worth. So it's a, it's unproven, but I do think there's talent there. I think they, they have a chance to be sneaky good at receiver. Actually, if, if one of those guys pans out in the slot and Cohen's back, cause he's kind of a hybrid really. Right. Um, it's certainly not like loaded, like some of the other teams, but it's, I think it might be better than people think. All right. What are your thoughts on Javon Wim? Ooh. Oh boy. You, you can cut him as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole punching yeah. the Saints instigator. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? But um, Nightmare Johnson or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, then dropping the touchdown on like the, the best throw of Mitch Trubisky's career. How dare really? he drop Literally, that? Literally, <laughs> yeah. That was our I don't know. Shot, am I being man. too hard on him, Chris? I, I don't think no, I don't, I don't I know don't... if he'll make the roster. Yeah, I, I would be worried if I were him. He just hasn't um, hasn't shown enough to say, yeah, we got, you know, we can work with him. The Another one is Riley Ridley. Like, we've been waiting for a couple of years now to see what uh, uh, what he can do, but apparently he just can't get on the field. So I don't know if, if he doesn't know the plays, if he doesn't have good hands. So uh, Does he not get open in practice enough right. to be like, yeah, what is he, like one catch, I think, or something ridiculous? It's, yeah. What are your thoughts on the uh, tight ends? I'm bummed that Jake Butt retired before we got a chance to see him play. But, You're uh, just mad because of his last name. Maybe that might have something to do with it. No, I uh, I love Cole Komet. I uh, you know, being a Chicago area kid, uh, knowing that he was he grew up a Bears fan, that he gets to put on the Bears helmet and play. It's just a great story. And to see that he made real uh, progress throughout last year uh, as a blocker, as a pass receiver. Uh, he's not like previous Bears tight ends that touch the ball and fall down, <laughs> but he actually like hits a guy and can still, you know, move forward a little bit with the ball. So uh, excited to see uh, the next steps that he takes this season. Yeah, I think another sort of sneaky good, good position group because Komet uh as a a pretty chance a pretty good chance to be good i think even this year he reminds me a little bit of jason witten which that would be like a ridiculous comp as a career but just like the skill set does everything fairly well isn't gonna like blow you away with his speed like a kelsey type or anything but he does everything pretty well and jimmy grant's still a good red zone target yeah so that's that used to be a terrible weakness on this team that's i think another one of those positions where they're not not as bad as people think you know, a lot of that is projecting 
Cole Komet to to grow, take the leap here soon. Yep. And then Jesse James. He's not uh, a bad player too. That's pretty good yeah. for your third tight end anyway. Yeah, it should be a uh, maybe a, a strength yeah, like, of the team that people weren't expecting. I looked it up the other day. He had like 750 yards a couple years ago for the Steelers. So like you can get something out of him. He's not so bad. No. Especially as your third guy there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. What do you think about uh, their defense going into this season? Uh, was their strength of their team uh, last season? Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, the front seven should still be pretty good. I, I mean, I guess for all this, we have to assume health, right? Like if Robert Quinn, of course, was terrible last year, if he's even close to what he used to be, um, Mac is always good. The sacks really weren't there last year, but you look at all his advanced stats and his run mm-hmm. stuffing and his pressures. He had a bunch of sacks taken back by uh, penalties also. So, you know, I think he's still a, very much an impact player. They get Eddie Goldman back, although he was just put on the COVID list today. Oh, I didn't um, see that. And, and oh, he's no. a big deal for the run defense. The front seven right. still very good. Um, I think corner is the weak link. So there's two weak links on the team, O-line and corner. And uh, Kyle Furler being let go hurt. That's another reason we were all kind of upset about Dalton. It was like, sign Andy Dalton for $10 million and then immediately cut Kyle Fuller. And so we kind of all yeah. connected dots there. Um, they're going to be counting on some guys they've drafted in the last couple of years. They're counting on journeymen like Mark Font, who may or may not be any good. Uh, if he's healthy, he's usually all right, but it just seems like a very thin group and it's a pretty important position in this league. Yeah. And Jalen Johnson, when, uh, when he was healthy last year, looked really good, but he's got that injury bug, even uh, going back so to college. He was so. there in the second. Exactly. Yeah. So, him, yeah. Uh, it, but when he's healthy, he, he could be lights out. So, yeah. Um, but if the front seven is good, especially the line, if that pass rush is good, that'll uh, take a lot of pressure off the secondary. Uh, another thing about the secondary is will uh, Eddie Jackson be the 2018, 2019 Eddie Jackson, or is he going to be uh, the 2020? Where are you? You look disinterested, Eddie Jackson. Yeah, so. he had those those two pick sixes called back for penalties yeah. early in the year, and it felt like he just checked out or something after yeah, that. Yeah, it was, he was weird. not making an impact the rest of the way, right. which is not like him. So, and, and then you know the other thing with the defense that if, if people aren't really all that familiar with the Bears is Sean Desai as the coordinator, which is getting glowing reviews from the players. And I know you're not going to have like the players be like, huh, I wish we hadn't promoted him, right? But like, <laughs> they didn't say anything really about Chuck Pagano. He was just kind of there. They seem to be energized by the idea that one of Vic Fangio's protégés is calling the plays. And they got the whole turnover bucket at camp. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's like anytime they get a turnover, they like slam dunk it into a trash can, basically. <laughs> They're just fired up. So it'll be interesting to see if, if motivation played a role with some of these guys not being quite as good last year, but they're definitely still counting on that front seven and this defense to carry the team. Yeah. And if Hakeem Hicks and Khalil Mack are good, that defense is going to be really good. Basically. All right. What are you guys thoughts so far on head coach Matt Nagy and GM Ryan Pace? Uh, Is this before or after they stumbled into Justin Fields? (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
it's complicated it's a, like the facebook relationship status is complicated <laughs> for me yeah, yeah it the, is to me the justin fields thing hit the reset button uh just realistically speaking before that i was ready to see them both i really thought they were both going to get fired uh, especially after the bears had a six game losing streak but it actually turns out that the owners thought the six game losing streak showed how good they were because they won a game after the six game losing streak which somehow proved that they didn't give i don't, I don't know something it's just weird conference. that press conference was one of the low points of our history as bears fans yes so then to a few months later draft justin fields and reset everybody's whole thoughts on the whole thing is pretty remarkable yeah um ryan pace inherited a total dumpster fire of a roster from cap management to young talent not really being there and he did a really nice job rebuilding the defense but he has struck out several times on the qb and he's not done so hot with the coaching hires although john fox is probably forced onto him yeah yeah and matt Nagy. the way i always tell people with Nagy is you know, you, you hear his interviews and you hear the players talk about him. And I feel like he's pretty good Monday through Saturday. And I think he's a decent leader of, you know, the alpha athletes that you get in the NFL. They seem to relate to him pretty well. But in game, he does a lot of stuff that makes you scratch your head. And so the jury's still out, I think. We need to see him kind of grow past some of the cutesy stuff. Or like, you know, Tariq Cohen on a third and one gets the ball. And you're like, we have a good bruising back in david montgomery what are we doing here so i think in game he leaves a bit to be desired but he also has kept locker room together through a six game losing streak now i'm the bears owner right <laughs> okay mccaskey what else no um <laughs> remember the thing with roquan smith two years ago yeah he had like some kind of like mental thing going on or some ailment I, I don't even no one knows and they have managed to keep that the case that's a strong locker room and I think at least at some point Nagy should get some credit for his leadership but I would love better in-game play calling yeah I would say overall I've been more pleased with Pace at his job than Nagy with his job but uh, let's see what they do with the potential franchise quarterback in Justin Fields and and, and how clever yeah. is it of course to draft him and buy themselves time yeah. yeah, brilliant. Brilliant move. <laughs> yeah, definitely bought them time by uh, drafting him, especially for Nagy. kind of hit the reset button almost. Right. Yeah, and he was instrumental in the Chiefs drafting Mahomes by all accounts. So this is like his guy. I think people might not realize he wasn't around the Bears when they drafted Trubisky. That was still John Fox. Right. And boy, was Trubisky Nagy ever a match made in purgatory <laughs> somewhere yeah somewhere not so great mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your thoughts on what you've seen from training camp so far uh i'm gonna have to circle back to let's do one negative because i feel like it's easy to be homers especially with the field stuff especially me the o-line <laughs> especially the tackles is a total disaster right now like if you look at the training camp clips that like the beat reporters are putting on Twitter, you know, they don't actually sack QBs obviously, but like, like, Oh, that's a sack in a real game. And then they'll complete a pass, but it's like, that's another sack. That's another sack. It's like the tackles, the starters are both hurt. The swing tackle was not there today. No one seems to be explaining why that's Elijah Wilkinson who came over from the Broncos. So they're starting Larry Borum. And I don't even know who right now on the other side, like it's a, 
huge problem if they don't get the starters healthy. Tevin Jenkins hasn't taken a snap in training camp, and Effetti's out right now. So O-line still really worries me. Yeah, and for because of that, I'm more content now with saying, yeah, let, let's go with Dalton first. And you know, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you take that Rams game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, look, it's the Bengals. Justin Fields. No, they won't, <laughs> no they you gotta let Dalton more than that. You gotta let Dalton play the Bengals. That's the yeah, Dalton revenge Dalton. game, I right? Yeah. This a lot. But but the QBs look light years ahead of the QB competition last year. I mean, like, let me put it this way: if Dalton. The Dalton we're getting right now, if he was in the Foles versus Trubisky competition, what happens, Chris? Dalton's the starter. Yeah, Dalton wins it going away. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have been uh, pretty happy with what they've seen from him. Of course, Fields has his rookie moments and he's had his electric throws. And um, the def- defense looks like it's excited and fired up. So that's the, the other good news, I guess. And that's what Ryan Pace always says too. Yeah, and he's excited, excited and fired up. Yeah. Fired up. We're fired up and excited. <laughs> All right. Now a series of questions. Some will be Bears related. Some are just general NFL. I will start. Off. Who's your favorite current NFL player? Well, the, non-bear. I'm going to be. I'll go non-bear. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'll go non-bear, and I think I'm going to say uh, Mahomes. I, uh, being in the Kansas City area now, or the Kansas City market, uh, seen more of him the last couple of years, and get to talk to people a lot about him. And man, he had he makes a super his second Super Bowl in a row. Yeah. He can't run. His team and his line are decimated in the Super Bowl, and he's a couple dropped passes from his receivers from repeating, and he can't run during the game, you know, and he's, you know, falling down and flicking it with his wrist right into. That was amazing. Yeah. So he's, he's fun to watch and uh, he's so talented and he seems like a a humble guy. So uh, I'm going to go with Mahomes. Chris, I'm proud of you for that answer. It would be really easy to be bitter about the fact that he's not a bear, but that was a, that was a (laughs) mature answer. No, I'm going to say George Kittle. Oh, he's so fun to like, just, great. I love the way he route runs. Yes. But I love how he blocks for a great pass catching tight end. He also will block you into the sideline and he loves the bears. So he gets, he grew up yeah. that. He is a bears. But he's, I just think he's fun to show. watch. And yeah. uh, I guess that's my pick. All right. Who's your favorite historical NFL player? Uh, for me, Walter. I was a kid when he was uh, uh, in his last few years. So uh, saw, saw him break uh, Jim Brown's record. Uh, saw him win a Super Bowl. Uh, just, and you know, great guy in the community. And uh, yeah, just a, you know, an icon, not just of the Chicago Bears, but of the NFL. So I'm going to go Walter Sweetness Peyton. A homer pick for sure, but there it is. <laughs> nah, not a bad one. Just to be different, I'll pick, uh, I'm going to go Jerry Rice. Just an absolute artist <laughs> out there running routes. If you just look at like you know career records, his statistical dominance of his position is just oh. totally absurd. Yeah, it's almost like what was I saw? It was Calvin Johnson. Jerry Rice had Calvin Johnson's career twice. <laughs> like, it's just insane. That, that's quite a perspective, since uh, Calvin Johnson's one of the best receivers that we've yeah. ever seen, too. And obviously, know. Rice was athletic, but that wasn't his hallmark. His hallmark was smarts and work ethic. And I just mm-hmm. 
very much appreciate that. Yeah. Kind of like Tom Brady as a receiver, you know? Yeah. Just so it's not done. the most talented, but definitely made the most of what he had and was just going to outsmart you. Yeah. Who's your least favorite NFL player? Oh, it's almost too easy mm. right now. <laughs> uh, well, I bet number... you can guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain guy, number 12, north of the Cheddar Curtain, that, uh, has been a pain in our sides for years, but he's so dang good. I know he's so good. I mean, if I... outside of football, he's kind of hilarious. Like he's <laughs> sort of refreshing in terms of like the media stuff. Yeah, but it's got to be him, right? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers he's ripped our hearts out sure. too many times. Yeah, if if we weren't Bears fans, we'd probably you know think he was you know all right, fine, good, you know, great player, but. Uh, Oh, he's just broken our hearts, stomped on them, squished them uh, too many times to remember. So, uh, yeah. I'll give you an, an other option. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, that's the guy on the Saints I couldn't think of. Oh, Him. okay. He's a good pick after last year. Yeah. But I also respect that, like, hey, these guys are dumb enough. I can bait them into getting ejected. Like, <laughs> I guess that's a certain skill. Mm-hmm. your favorite nfl game or favorite nfl season well i gotta go with 1985 for favorite season because it was i was eight years old but wow you know not one of the greatest team one of the greatest seasons a team has ever had maybe the greatest season uh but favorite nfl game i'm gonna go with the 2006 nfc championship when the bears beat the saints to go to Super Bowl 41. the flip and the Bears went crazy the rest of the game. Exactly. And I don't know if you remember, but everyone, everyone, everyone picked the Saints to win that game. And I think because of the story of it, you know, Katrina had destroyed New Orleans and it was their first year back. So a lot of a lot of the talking heads were saying, oh, wouldn't it be a great story if New Orleans could come back and go to a Super Bowl? So the whole world was against the Bears and they had a dominant defensive and a solid offensive performance against uh, Thomas, Drew Jones Brees and the Saints. Thomas Jones had a great game. Rex Grossman had a good game. Uh, the defense played out of their minds uh, with several turnovers and they held the yeah, explosive Reggie Bush and uh, Drew Brees offense to uh, 14 points, maybe 17. Something I like can't that. remember or, the score, but they got a, they got a safety out of Brees for throwing an interception in the end zone. So just all those factors and the fact that it was the first time the Bears were going to go back to a Super Bowl in 20-something years, that was just a great, great uh, Bears game memory for me. So he's a little older than me. So I was only five for the uh, Super Bowl 20 Bears. So I won't pretend I remember anything but the Super Bowl shuffle from that. <laughs> that was the most important thing. Yeah, yeah that could be, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually think can I can I just say the 2018 season up until the double doink just getting Mac and having him dominate the Packers in the first half oh, that was a terrible loss at the end of the game but then the rest of that season it was one of those rare seasons where the Bears were way better than the Packers at the end of the year you know it was a, a big win for the Bears there was the defense was just so much fun to watch yeah and then the double doink happened and everything got ruined but um, for mm. games I'm gonna say the Bears are who we thought they were. Any <laughs> green meltdown game where the defense uh, scores all the points, defense and special team. It's just such a fluke, but they still came back in one. That's one of those like, oh, that kind of ridiculous win happens in a special season. Right. Uh, that would have been a good pick for the season too, although again, came up short. 
All right, moving on to some Bears questions. Who do you think the most improved player on the team will be this year? Hmm. I'm going to go uh, Cole Komet. I think just based on the progress he made last year, not that he was bad last year, but uh, – took him a while to get going. Yeah, it did, and uh, I think that we're going to see a similar jump in his game over the course of this season. That's my prediction. Good call. I'm going to say – I'll say Darnell Mooney, even though he was pretty good yeah. last year. I think better QB play will let that show out more, that he's good. And, uh, and I'll say Mooney. I think he has the skill set. I can't get out of my mind the the total air mile from Foles when he juked Jalen Ramsey at like out a of his yard shorts. Line. It would have been out. like a ninety-five yard touchdown. He couldn't have been more open, and he just straight up overthrew him. Mm-hmm. Get that ball to him, and there's another hundred yards and a touchdown. But Foles is better now than four years ago. Sorry, I digress. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the most underrated. And most overrated player on the Bears is right now. Ooh. Underrated is probably a toss-up between a guy like Goldman, because that position is so important and just doesn't get much love unless you're getting sacks. But the way he anchors the run defense, too, takes up double teams. And Montgomery again. But I think Montgomery will, in short order, not be that underrated anymore. It'll be a I gotta, coming out party more nationally this year. I'm going to go with Roquan Smith because he should have been an all he, pro. <laughs> he was out of his mind and he didn't. Yeah. Not only was he not all, all pro, pick. he wasn't even a pro bowler. So uh, I, it's still mind boggling to me that he, none, neither one of those things happened. And when you compare his stats with the guys that did, yeah, they're better. He's got way yeah, more tackles be- much for loss than any yeah. of them. Warner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wagner, any of those guys, he was actually like statistically just better. Yeah. Now, as far as overrated, uh, I don't, they don't really have any <laughs> really good players. Uh, maybe Eddie Jackson, just because he's still riding reputation. Yeah. Which Eddie are we getting? Yeah. I mean, Mac is not really overrated. I mean, his sack totals last year, you might think it, but you got to take a look at everything else that went into that. Right. And he's the only guy that's like national star, really. I mean, A-Rob's close, but he's not overrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not good enough to have anyone overrated. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Yeah, like, you're hmm. right. <laughs> There's no Singletary. On overpaid? The we could do overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Tremathan? <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think the best offensive player and best defensive player are? Offensive, I'd say A-Rob. But still A Rob. Hopefully it'll be Justin Fields next year that we'll yeah. be saying that. And defense is still Mac. Yeah. What do you think today's team strength and weaknesses going into this season? Uh both fronts, like front seven and O line. So front seven is strength, O line is weakness. Agreed. Yeah. Maybe corner weakness, but I think right now the O line looks definitely worse in camp. Yeah, they're if they uh, have trouble winning games, it's going to be because the O line is struggling more than the, the secondary cornerback. Mm-hmm. Cornerback, sorry. And you know, a bad O line can just derail an entire offense. So that's that's yeah. the other thing. It's pretty scary when they're just bad so far. <laughs> right. What do you think the most points the Bears will score in a game and least? So scoring the game is. Oh, as far as least points, they've probably got a, you know, scoring six points, two field goals lost in them, you know. 
Yeah. Five. Give me a safety Five. and a field wow. goal. Wow. <laughs> cut a, you a off. Late, no. <laughs> a late fourth quarter safety. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, but man, if they could, uh, if they could break forty once, I'd be turning cartwheels. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're probably have... looking at mid to high thirties, maybe on that one. Yeah. Cut stuff. I mean, like, what are the Lions going to be defensively? Is that is that a game where you can just call, <laughs> call it a track meet or something? I mean, who knows. Schedule's actually pretty tough for the most part, too. So I don't know if they're going to score a ton of points in, in that many games. But mm-hmm. I, what I really want is for them to hit 24 to, say, 27 consistently. Yeah. Because the defense will win you a decent amount of games if you can do that. And it's maddening when they constantly lose, like, 21 to 16 kind of games. Yeah. You know, they can't even get to 24. Like, that's not that many points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't let the defense get tired out throughout the third and fourth quarter, too, because you can't move the ball, which we saw so many games last season. Mm-hmm. Which player do you think will score the most points this season that isn't the kicker? <laughs> good, good qualifier. Got to be still Montgomery. I, I, although I could see sharing time, messing him up, and maybe go A-Rob, but I still think Montgomery. Yeah, I do too. I think it's Montgomery and uh, maybe uh, maybe Cohen would have a shot if they have him uh, uh, do punt returns again or something. I think they try to draft guys to the degree that they won't need him to. Oh, that'd be nice. Right. Yeah. Because that's how he got hurt last year, right? Wasn't yeah. it on a punt? And, and two yeah. of the guys they drafted have a ton of experience returning. Yeah. There you go. All right. Now we'll quickly take a look at their schedule for this year. I'll list out the game and you can just say if you think they'll win or lose and then I'll ask, I'll ask you what your schedule prediction is uh, for the season at the end. So week one we got the Rams. I'll go loss. 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 <laughs> week two we got Bengals. I got a win for that one. Yep. Yes. Win. Andy Dalton gets his revenge on his former team. <laughs> Week three, Browns, I'll say loss, but that could be a decent game. That's on the road, right? That's in Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah, loss. Yeah, I think that's a loss, too. They're they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Lions, I'll say W. Yep. Me, too. Place is controversial, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Week five, Raiders, that could be a good game, but uh, I think we'll give it to Bears. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think the Bears are – well, they're going to want revenge from the last time they played the Raiders to some degree. I just think they're slightly better. Yeah. Both yeah, of those I, teams are kind of caught in the messy middle of the NFL, though, I think, where they're not, like, really contending and they're not really bottoming out either. But I, I think the Bears' arrow is pointing up more than the, the Raiders. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with them. I agree. What are we at, three and three? Three yeah. and – yep, something – Packers L. Ugh, yeah, I, I, I can't pick them to beat Green Bay with Rodgers until they actually do it. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. They haven't traded him yet, right? <laughs> no loss. <laughs> Week seven is the Super Bowl champion Tampa. I'll say loss. Yeah. Loss. Mm-hmm. Week eight, San Francisco. Uh, that'll be a good game. I'll give the Bears a. W, but it should be close. Where's that one at? I can't remember off the top of my oh, head. Yeah. 
Is it in Chicago? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give the Bears the win. I think that's going to be very competitive, though. Yeah, which uh, which forty nine years team is it going to be? Is it going to be the team that almost won the Super Bowl, or is it going to be the one last year that? Uh... Yeah, I'm not a uh, Garoppolo believer. I'm going Bears. I just like get how this schedule plays out. I think <laughs> that's likely like uh, I want to pick a bunch of losses in a row. So <laughs> week nine Steelers, I give Steelers the win. It is mm-hmm. at Heinz. Yeah, probably yeah, at Heinz. Yeah, mm-hmm. their defense is too good. The Bears' offense is easy enough to shut down for a good defense that good. So week yeah. ten is the bye. Week 11. The bye. Bears. Bears stink at <laughs> they come out and they lose every year after the bye. It drives me nuts. <laughs> that is true. They, I they got the make... bye in this one. <laughs> Week 11 is Baltimore. So, like you're saying, uh, it is a home game, but I think I'll give it to Ravens. Yeah, the... same thing as the Steelers' defense. I just can't take the Bears until their offense can beat a good defense. It's just so hard to pick them against a team like that. Yeah, and like you said, they've lost every uh, game after the bye under Nagy. So, yeah, I think that's a loss as well. And we got the Lions again. I think they're capable of beating Lions twice. So. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so do. too. And is Justin Fields starting at this point too? Yeah. And and the, the whole Dan Campbell thing is hilarious, but I, I can't <laughs> see it working, right? This is Jim Tomsula all over again, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think be... the Lions are ready to contend or anything, so give me the Bears. It's going to be entertaining, though. Oh, yeah. Week 13 is the Cardinals. That'll be a good game. Um, I think I'll give it to the Cardinals, but it could go either way, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Bears in that one, uh, but not confidently. Is it? Is that one in Chicago, or is that one? Uh, uh, yes, in... it's a home game for the Bears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the Bears simply because I still have the memory of the Cardinals uh, piddling away their playoff opportunity last year when the Rams had, like, nobody healthy and they still couldn't beat them. Right. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll say that would have gone to whoever's the home team, so I'll go, go with the Bears. Green Bay again, week 14. Uh, Lambo. Loss. Um, yeah. Loss. Week 15 is Vikings at home, I think. At least for the home game, they'll probably beat the Vikings. I agree. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. That they... seems like a split, right? Home team yeah. wins kind mm-hmm. of matchup. Mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks on the road. I'll go Seahawks. Yeah, I, I can see loss. them yeah, beating Seattle in Seattle. In Chicago, maybe, but no. Um, yeah. Week 17 at Giants at home. I'll give it to the Bears. Definitely. Yeah, the Giants are – in a, they're a mess. They're already fighting each other, and the coaches ticked. That was pretty hilarious today. Mm-hmm. Right. Week eighteen at Vikings. I think it could be either way. Yeah, it goes either way. Like, there's so many factors by that point in the season. Of course, it's hard to tell if the Vikings and the Bears both have reasons to play. I, at Minnesota, I'll pick the Vikings. Yeah, I think. I think. Like you said, I think they'll split the series if yeah. the circumstances like line up that way. Yeah, I agree. So I think that does that put uh, my prediction for nine them at uh, <laughs> nine and eight or eight and nine somewhere around there? Yeah. Yeah, I have them right around eight and nine or nine. Yeah. Like I gotta give them a tie somewhere. I I need the eight and eight bears. So eight. eight, 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 eight. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, but floating around 500, that seems about right. And uh, and then you hope with Fields next yeah, year you take a leap. That's right. I think that's yeah. pretty good um, guess of where they'll be like right around there, what they were last year. I'll give, give you one last question. What week do you think Justin Fields will make his first start? Ooh, that's a good uh, gosh, think or want? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I don't want him starting. I mean, I do, but my heart says start week one, but my head says no, don't. So um, maybe we've talked about this on our show, Mark, but I, I, I like week four against the Lions. I love that week like four at that, home against the Lions. That would be fun. That would make a lot of um, sense. I would think maybe coming out of the bye, except for, isn't it like – Ravens. Pittsburgh and Ravens yeah. are flanking the bye, which doesn't seem ideal to me. Yeah. So I think you're either looking at the home game against Detroit or maybe like the one against the uh, the Niners or something. Although that wouldn't be super easy either. At least you'd be at home. Yeah, and I'd hope they'd start them at Soldier Field too. Yeah. You know, just give a little. Yeah. I mean, uh, so much of it. This is a cop out, I guess, but so much depends on Dalton. Yeah. Right. If you get the Bengals version of the Dalton, they're not going to really be in that big of a hurry. If we get the one who started the, the initial Cowboys version after Prescott got hurt, they're going to go to fields quick. Right? Yeah. The Dalton at the end of the year was playing bad teams and played better. But I think so much of it's going to be how does Dalton do initially. Yeah, just because I think week four makes sense for fields. But then, you, like you said, if Dalton's playing good, that's probably too early at that point. Yeah, and if they're winning with Dalton, which you know I don't think they will, but if they are, then uh, hey, that's even uh, more time to ease Fields into yeah. the into playing. So uh, I mean, it's the other context of, of this right? question, right, is if they're one and two, but because they lost to two good playoff teams on the road, is that really reason to pull the QB? Yeah. Right? If they lose to the Steelers and Browns, I don't I don't know that you're pulling him. Now, if they had managed to lose to the Bengals, yeah. You'd have to think Dalton was part of the problem in that scenario. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Do you guys have any final thoughts on the Bears or the NFL in general? Get the bad man out of our division. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like a excited, anticipating point to be a Bears fan because, you know, do we have the first franchise quarterback that the Bears have had since, you know, the 40s? You Crazy. know, <laughs> so uh, um, from that perspective, man, it, I'm like, uh, this could be so fun. This could be so exciting. This could be the beginning of a Bears run for a decade or something, or, it, you know, might not. Who knows? So uh, that's where He's, I am. He has a lot of skills we haven't seen. Yes, yes, and especially between the ears with his like recall and his play recognition and things like that. He field is extremely exciting. I think I would just sort of sum up Bears fans at the moment. The ones I know, hope springs a turtle because of fields. Absolutely. But I think almost every Bears fan I talk to also says, you know, we know we're not that great this year, but they're really looking forward to the future, which we just don't get to say much. Right. So I yeah. think People are excited, but they're guarded about the 21 season. Yeah, I would agree. All right. So their podcast is Barely Educated Podcast. We thank them for 
coming on and check out their podcast. And this has been Out of Our Own End Zone. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Out of Our Own End Zone. As a reminder, we can be contacted on social media at Out of Our Own End Zone on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, we can be listened to on any site that podcasts can be heard. Once again, the team at Out of Our Own End Zone would like to thank you for your listenership and have a nice day. <laughs>